don't lose faith, guys. Right? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. We didn't get the win, which is the most important that, thing. That hurt us. Bad. It stinks losing. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not fun. The big negative is that we lost. You know, early on we got behind the sticks a little bit. Obviously, a, a difficult loss, uh, one that's tough to swallow. Just not staying ahead of the chains and then not scoring. But that's on us. We didn't. We didn't. Um, you know, we 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 made this. Dude, look, I'm a loser. Okay. You listen to my advice, you'll end up like me with nothing. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast. It's Herbert. Sticks the nose down and gets in. Touchdown, Chicago. And it's the rookie striking first. He goes off the right side, fields looking in zone, wide open. Touchdown, Moody. With your hosts, Kevin Lapka. Game over, man. Game over. And Jake Hassan. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportions. Strap it in. It's the Bears Nation podcast. With all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Bears Nation podcast, Monday, October 18th. It is not a victory Monday, but man, do we have a lot to talk about today. The Bears lose to the Packers 24-14 in an absolute just street fight of a game. But we're going to talk about it myself, Jake Hassan, joined as always by Kevin Lapka. Kevin, I tried to tell you, man. I tried to tell you. You warned me. I, I hate, uh, you I hate that me. I'm right, but I tried to tell You're you. You're right. You tried to tell me. I didn't listen, as I typically don't um, when it comes to these things. You know, you get your hopes up, and rightfully so. You know, every Bears fan, again, it, it, it seemingly happens every year. You have a reason to get your hopes up before this game. Before the Packers game last year, it was the return of Mitch, the, you know, the playoff push. You got your hopes up. You got demolished last year. This year, it's okay. Justin Fields is here. We have Bill Lazor, a play caller. You won two in a row. You beat the Raiders. Momentum's there. You got your hopes up. It seems to happen always at the most inopportune times. And, you know, the what we're left with is the feeling that we're left with every single year. And this year particularly hurts more because of some words that were said in the broadcast that we don't have to, to repeat here on this show because I, I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of, you know, seeing it all over social media. Rodgers owns the Bears, all that. Okay, you own as many NFC championships as Rex Grossman. That's what you own, buddy. So, I mean, uh, I, I mean he's thing, not though. wrong, if I'm being yeah, honest. He's he, not here's wrong. Here's the thing. That, I, I don't just have don't a want problem to with him saying that because he's right. Like, he's completely <laughs> he's correct. Right. Like, there's it never just been feels more... like shit. Right. It just su- it, well, then that's why it sucks because he's right, and you we have to just sit there yeah. and take it because you take it. There's nothing you can say. Nothing he's right. Say. I mean, no like very limited clapbacks. Right. Very limited things that you can exactly. say other than you know oh you know, what I said about Rex Grossman same on SC championships, but even then like it doesn't really like the dude has owned you, and it's just the same thing every year. But like. Uh, that's where, you know, this year is a little bit different, though, because I don't look at this game and say, oh, yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers owned you in this game. He's yeah. the reason you lost. That's not that's not the way as we break this down here, we break down this, you know, 24-14 loss. That's not the way I interpret this game. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers, you know, you know, just stuck a dagger in you all game. Like, yeah, he made the final play. That was the dagger. But this, this game was not Aaron Rodgers picking you apart. Like, did he play well? Yes. Did he have a, you know, what was 120 pass ready? Yes. But you, you don't take away from this game the fact that Aaron Rodgers was too good for you on Sunday. And that's what I think mm-hmm. the bottom line is as we break down the rest of this game. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. It was just an absolute street fight of a game because really, and, and this is kind of why it stings a little more, you were in that game for most, if not all of it, until the very end, until you know that last drive by the mm-hmm. Packers where they scored a touchdown, you couldn't hold them to a field goal. Um, yeah, I mean, you were in it the entire time, and, and that's why it sucks. I mean, it was a low-scoring game. Rodgers doesn't even clear 200 yards. Yeah, he had three touchdowns by himself. I mean, he basically was the offense, but... I mean, that that's not as bad as, as years previously where, like you said, where he absolutely torches you and he's throwing down the right. field and, you know, and he's getting everything he wants. It, it wasn't that at all. I, I mean, you sacked him a couple times. You made him uncomfortable a couple times. Um, you know, there was one really big play, the, the Devontae Adams catch for 40 yards. But other than that, I, I mean, there's been more backbreaking plays in this history, in the recent history, especially of this rivalry if you can call it a rivalry anymore it's pretty one-sided but i i mean even that i mean usually you get two three of those a game um i, I there were mistakes 
by the Bears offense. A couple of them you got bailed out by penalties a couple times, but we'll get into that. But you're right. I, I mean, Rodgers doesn't torch you. He doesn't beat you all on his own. I, I mean, as much as usually he doesn't beat you into the ground. He doesn't demoralize you. It was a game you were in, and that's why it sucks even more because it feels yeah. like if you played a little better, if you played, you know, if you played a little bit better, you would have had a real shot at winning that game, and that's why it is so. It's almost it's almost worse than last year when you just it got the break speed off you because right. you know if in those games it was evident, you know, by halftime, I would say that you weren't going to win those games, that things were going to get out of hand, and that you could go turn something else on. This game, you were watching it the entire time, the entire time you were watching this game, thinking that you had a shot to to win it or to tie it or to make it, you know, push it to overtime even. I mean, the entire time, like I've been saying, you were in it and you had a shot until, you know, probably about halfway through the fourth quarter. And even then it was still felt like if it felt like, okay, a couple of things are going to have to go your way and you're going to have to get really lucky, but there is still a shot, even though it was a two score game. Well, I think why it hurts more is because you're losing in different ways. Like in the past, it was okay. You're you're simply not good enough to compete with this team. Aaron Rodgers sure. is simply too good. You know that by the end of the first quarter, you're simply not good enough. You can come to terms with that and and move on. But now, you know, this is a situation where you're you are good enough to beat this team. Like from a talent aspect, from you know a, a few things going your way, you making less mistakes, doing the right things in certain mm-hmm. areas. You're talented enough to beat that team. You can, you have the capability to do it. And it hurts more because things have changed now. Bill Lazor's the play caller. Justin Fields is the quarterback. This was the point to where it was he last was he yesterday though? I there was see, there was some stuff Jake, that I I'm not entirely sure, man. I, I'm really not. I mean, there was some stuff. I mean, the play look, the play calling was bad. I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat yeah. it. I, I I look, I I feel bad because I feel like I on this show once Bill Lazor became the play caller, you know, made it made him out to be a hero, to where as he would be the saving grace of the Chicago Bears, where everything mm-hmm. would change, and it and, and rightfully so, it felt that way because I, I still think the drop off between Laser and Nagy is significant enough to, to warrant that type of thinking. But mm-hmm. now you take the drop off from Bill Lazor to uh, Sean McVay, that's even more significant <laughs> drop off from Bill Lazor to, to Matt Nagy. So, like, even if it was the laser, Jake, it's not good enough. It's not. It, it, it's not special. It's not different. And it's not anything that's going to get you anywhere remotely close to being the type of offense you want, regardless of the play caller, regardless of the personnel, uh, the coaching staff in general. Because now we can label it as not just Nagy. You can include Bill Lazor under that, you know, umbrella, I think. It's just not good enough. And that's going back to the point of why it hurts more is this was the ultimate this was the penultimate game where it was supposed to change, where it was supposed to be. Mm. This was the litmus test. This was the litmus test, right? I mean, you yep. had you had the new quarterback. You got the different play caller. This is where all those changes that you made were supposed to come to fruition. We're supposed to see the effect of those changes, right? And what was the result? Same old shit. That's why, that's why it hurts more is because this, and this is what my prediction was, changing of the guard, new king mm. of the north. This is where we find out why the Bears are going to be the best team in the North for the next 10 years as long as Justin Fields is there. And this isn't an indictment on Justin Fields right now. We're going to get into that. He, I have no problems the way he played. It's just the reason why this you know, Monday feels a whole heck of a lot worse than Mondays against the Packers that you've, you've endured in the past. Yeah, so just to, I wanted to say something about the play calling too. Against the Raiders and against the Lions, it felt like it was 95% laser. Maybe Nagy got a couple in there. It felt way more 50-50 yesterday. It sure. felt way yeah. more. It, it, I mean, it probably wasn't. It was probably laser 70%. You would hope, you know, maybe 80. But there was definitely some Nagy sprinkled in there. I, You know, you saw him a couple times with that sheet. And it look, sure looked like he was having some say into what was happening on offense. They showed him a couple times, you know, walking the sideline with his mouth covered. So I, is it I even mean, possible it, though for it to be like a 70, 30 thing? Cause it just, I just think I about how that would play not. out. Like you say, Oh, I'm going to call this play. You tell bell on the headset. Hey, I'm going to call this one. It just seems weird that that would be the case. I mean, I, I don't outrule anything when it comes to Matt Nagy, right. but just that sort of ideology w- 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 would be interesting. If that was actually the case, I mean, re- regardless, though, I he definitely because I mean, we saw it even against the Raiders and the Lions. Where it was like, okay, that was it looked like a naggy play, and it looked like some maybe yeah. he had a, but there were way more this time, right. is what I mean. Like there was 
way more. I mean, we saw the returns of the screens. Don't know what that was about. I mean, there was, and granted, I mean, we were right about a couple things. Allen Robinson had, you know, a a good game. He was your leading receiver. Cole Komet actually had a decent game too. Darnell Mm -hmm. Mooney continues to do what he does with Justin Fields. Khalil Herbert continues to be awesome, but it just, it wasn't enough at the end of the day. And you just didn't get enough of those opportunities. You said something uh, that I want to point out. You said Justin Fields played well. There were some decision making. Yeah, there there was some decision well. making yeah. by Justin Fields last night, not last night, yesterday, that really was something we have not seen from him. Yes, usually he's cool and collected, and <clears throat> it was just a general lack of awareness of the the two heaves down the field. Well, that one, okay. I mean, one was an interception that, that got him. negated. The, the other, well, him. they were they were free. I mean, those the were Mitch Trubisky play. throws, Kevin. But Those were okay. So there's, there's two, and he said, and we, and they talked about this in the post game press conference. I mean, the two guys, there's a neutral zone infraction. It's textbook neutral zone infraction. Now, you know, they asked Matt Nagy, should the quarterback be looking for the flag on the ground because the flag never came down? Right. He probably noticed the neutral zone infraction. Right. He never saw the flag. He said, you know, quarterbacks don't, you don't really have the time, and you don't have the time to look for a flag. You know, you don't know where right. the flag is going to be, Fair. but. The other thing, too, that I understand is, is why is Allen Robinson quitting on the route? I mean, that that is yeah. a, clearly a post route to the end zone to Allen Robinson. He just stops and turns. Like I and, and Matt Nagy gave some sort of explanation for why he stopped. I don't I don't know why he stopped. I mean, I don't know if it would have been a completion if not, but that's why he he threw that ball. It's free play. Let's take that shot. We have Allen Robinson on a deep post. He di- or, or I think it was a corner. I don't remember. It, he didn't run it. And yeah. so I, that, I don't have any issues with that, but what's the second heave you're, you're referencing that you didn't like? There, there was a second, it was the same play. It was, so it was an interception that wasn't an to interception. Amos? Was that the Amos one? That he stepped out, that he stepped okay. out of bounds. Right. And yeah, it was incomplete. I, I said it was a penalty earlier. I was incorrect on that, but I mean, that one too was just nobody around and just, I don't know what the hell is going on there, but there was nobody around. It was, a, like I said, it was a Mitch Trubisky theory. Like that was, that was a Mitch Trubisky throw. Maybe was it was, one, yeah. you know, maybe it was a Allen Robinson quit on the play. And, but still, I mean, that one, there was no whistles, no flags, nothing. Right. So I don't know what happened there. There were a couple times though, too, speaking of penalties that you, I mean, the neutral zone infraction that wasn't called. There were a couple other penalties that just straight up were not called uh, that should have gone the bears way, which made no sense. But yeah, I, I mean, end of the day, you just, the play calling wasn't good enough. The, you know, Allen Robinson quitting on routes was, you can't have that. Akeem Hicks leaving the game was a killer for you too. I mean, that really, your defense still played decently, yeah. but still we've talked about what he means. And when he goes out mid game like that, and then you have to adjust on the fly, we've seen that this team isn't the best at making in-game adjustments. So that wasn't great. I mean, you, you needed this uh, and Did not, you, not, you needed this you? game. You no no you needed the game you needed a win here because oh now, you needed the win like, uh, I thought you yeah, were yeah, yeah 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 no 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 that you don't you didn't need to have this game you absolutely didn't you had that game against Cleveland that was supposed to be your wake up call um you needed this win because we've talked about the gauntlet that you're about to go through because guess what you just you know you lost another rivalry game against the Packers you let Aaron Rodgers be right and say on national TV that he owns you to your fans and be right and now guess what you get to follow that up as redemption. A game against the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay and a revenge spot for the Bucs because they're pissed about last year when Tom Brady didn't know the play and didn't know the down and you got lucky, kind of, it felt like. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then after that, you get, oh, here come the Niners and the Ravens and the Steelers and, you know, so on and so on and so on. An absolute gauntlet. And so you got to figure it out because, you know, even just looking at Tampa Bay, and we'll talk about it on Wednesday more, obviously, but. Their team, that's probably, they're going to go on a deep playoff run again. And so, you know, this was supposed to be the litmus test. What do you think Tampa is? In Tampa, you were at home too. Well, here's the thing too. So, so you know, people are probably going to say what I, what, what I might say is, oh, you know, well, we locked down Tampa last year. Right, you know, you know, we, we shut them down last year, and, and and why can't we do that again? Well, let me tell you, and, and this goes back to my line of thinking from early on in the season that I've kind of you know rolled back a little bit, but now I'm fully back on it because you look last week or this past weekend's Packers, okay? The defense did enough to win you this game. They yep. did, it, they did Definitely. enough to win you. Tackling need to be better for sure, but you know what I've said all year is, and I've been proven wrong about it. You you can't, and this is this is the key word now about this conversation consistently 
win the way they want mm-hmm. to win. You can pull off low-scoring wins throughout the year. They've done it against the Raiders. They did it against Cincinnati, against the Lions. They're all low-scoring wins. You can do it without a doubt. But not every week is the defense going to prevent the opponent from scoring that final drive. You know what I mean? Like that, that one Aaron Rodgers plea. Now, every week is the defense going to get multiple fumbles and turnovers. It, it It's not consistent enough for you to rely on it. And this is a league characterized by offense, and you will not be shit in this league until you can prove that when the defense has a bad game, which is inevitable no matter how good your defense is, and for the Bears, it seemingly is just 24 points for us to say that's that's too much. That's too much for our right. offense. You, you can overcome that, though, if you have a good offense. And Justin, our EP, has got a clip in the back that I clipped from Chris Sims on his podcast this week. I want, I want to play this clip, uh, and I want the listeners to hear what Chris Sims, although people aren't too happy with him based off of what he has evaluated about Justin Fields, he does have really good analysis. This is from Unbuttoned Podcast. Listen to what he has to say about today's, uh, today's offense. Hey, the old adage of, like, defense wins championship, that shit's gone. That's, it's 2021. Get the fuck out of here with that crap. It doesn't matter anymore. If your defense is just middle of the road, that's fine. You can win championships with the way the rules are set up and how good these guys are on the offensive side of the ball. So, yes, with the way – and, the, you know, the other thing you have to take into account is even if their defense is overmatched, they have the ability to be like, oh, let's slow it down and run the ball if it ever came to that. There you have it. I, and I've been saying this. I've Look – as a Chicago Bears fan, you don't want to admit that, you know, right? I mean, defense wins championships. We made a T-shirt about it last year, man. We made a fucking T-shirt with Akeem Hicks and, and Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson on defense wins championships. Sure, you love it. Not anymore. This is 2021. You, you, it, it, it cannot be done. And the problem is each and every game, including this one against the Packers, they still played it to that ideology. I mean, they the play calling is evident in that way. You're not going to beat these teams anymore. Watch the Cowboys, watch the Bills, the Bucks, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Ravens, hell, even the fucking Raiders. When these teams go down 14 or have a bad day on defense, it's no big deal because the offense is going to go right. If you score, if the if the opponent scores seven points, the offense goes right down the field and scores seven more back to even fresh start. It's like a new game when that happens. When the Bears go down 10 points, when the Bears go down 10 to seven against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, it's game over. I had about 5% faith. When we went down 10-7, that they would win that game. I, I thought it was a chance. You're only down three points. But you know in the back of your mind they weren't going to freaking win that game. You know what I mean? And this, like, yeah. I know this is, I'm, I sound redundant. And, I, and I'm, you know, I sound like a broken record here. But it's, it, and this is what I talk about, the same old shit, man. It's the same old yep. shit. You have a new play call. You have a new quarterback. You have the makings of an offense to be that offense, like the Bucks, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Chargers. You know, not quite in that echelon, but that ideology of we can win games with offense. And it's still not happening, which means you can the coach, you can the whole staff, and you start something new because no matter who it is calling the plays, no matter who it is at the helm, it's it's not what it has to be in the year 2021 of the NFL. Simple as that. And it's insane that we're saying that a, a game in which you gave up 24 points exactly. is a bad game for the defense. Exactly. It is insane that we're saying a, a bad night for the Chiefs defense or for the Raiders defense is 30 plus is 35 plus a bad night for the Ravens defense is in the thirties. Like that's insane that we're look, we're sitting here on Monday morning, Monday afternoon and saying, Oh, you gave up 24 points. Not good enough. Bad night for your defense. That's crazy. And that speaks to the standard that we hold this defense because that's what they've built themselves up to be. But I mean, just look at the scores you've thrown up this year. Week one against the Rams, 14 points. Week two against the Bengals, 20. Week three against the Browns, six. Week four against the Lions, 24. Week five against the Raiders, 20. And then obviously yesterday, 14. It is nuts that you haven't cracked 25 points once. It is crazy that the same amount of points that the Packers scored yesterday is your highest total. And we're saying that 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 was a bad game for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We're saying that's a bad game for them. 24 points. That's right. crazy. A team that has Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and a bunch of other weapons that Aaron Rodgers uses very effectively. They scored 24 points. That's a bad day for them. And it's <laughs> also your highest total of the year that you've scored. It matches what you've scored as your highest total this year. 24 points. It's crazy. It's insane. And, and, and like, 
are you going to sit here and tell me that Davis Mills or, or Daniel Jones are, are better <laughs> quarterbacks than Justin Fields? All of these guys who have more yards, who have higher completion percentages, who have thrown for more touchdowns than Justin Fields, are they better, more talented than him? No, not one person would tell you that. You take a thousand people in a sample survey and say, you can choose Justin Fields or Davis Mills for the next five years. Who you taking? All a thousand of them are taking Justin Fields, a very long neck Davis Mills. This is about <laughs> offensive game plan. And I and what was evident more than ever in this past game was the, the lack of wide receiver separation. Yes, like part of that has to do with, you know, your receivers getting open for sure. Like definitely, like you, you know, Allen Robinson's second to last in the NFL, according to next gen stats and receiver separation. But receiver separation isn't always a metric that determines how good you are. Like Jamar Chase is like fifth to last, and he's one of the best wide receivers right now in the NFL, arguably rookie of the year. That's not necessarily what that means. What that means is you're not scheming guys open. And the play that stands out to me is the the final play of the game, fourth and twenty-six was was or yeah, or yes, fourth and twenty-six. That's yeah. when Justin took the sack to end the game, right? Yes. You watch what happened. Watch what if you go back and watch that play. And I forget who the analyst was. Uh, was it great? Who was on the broadcast Olsen. this week? It was Olsen. Olsen. Uh, he, he broke down that play. And what you see, why Justin Fields took the sack is there's there, there's three. I think there was three receivers running routes. One of them is Allen Robinson running like a go route uh, on the right side, and then you got Darnell Mooney and whoever it was on the other side running like a, a, a deep in and like a deep post. And by the time Justin Fields breaks the pocket and is being chased by a defender, not one of the receivers has their head turned to the quarterback. So what's Justin supposed to do? What's yeah. he supposed to do? I mean, I it's fourth and 26. What's he going <laughs> to throw it away? No, you turn it over that way. What's he going to try to run 26 yards for the first down? No, that's not going to happen unless you're – He almost man. tried. Like, he almost tried. I mean, that, but exactly. And the reason why he almost tried is because that's all he could do because not right. a single receiver had his head to the ball. And again, that's not the receiver's fault. The Darna Mooney, Allen Robinson, whoever the third guy was, Marquis Kowit maybe, are running the routes that they were asked to run, that the play was designed for them to run. The question is, why are you running a play that has three routes going 20 plus yards to where when Justin Fields needs to make a throw because the pocket's collapsing, he has nobody to throw it to. The, the concepts are terrible. The the game planning, the game, the play design is terrible. It that's to me is more of an explanation of why you see lack of separation than is pure talent from the receivers. Because you're sitting here and telling me Allen Robinson doesn't know how to get a separation from a cornerback. <laughs> Watch the fucking tape. Everybody in the world could tell you that's not the case. Darno Mooney gets like eight yards of cushion. He leads the NFL in cushion, meaning receive uh, cornerbacks are eight yards off the line from him. He has separation from. The the inception of the play he doesn't have to create it because it's already there it has to do with play design it has to do with scheme that's the reason why you watch even green bay why why is alan lazard open in the middle of a field with not a re yeah. defender within eight yards of him is it because alan lazard is better than alan robinson no it's because they can scheme plays to get those guys open that is the bottom line because I just want to point that out because there's a heck of a lot of people who are saying the receivers aren't getting separation. Trade Allen Robinson. Trade Darnell Mooney. Bring in a whole new cast and crew because they can't get separation. No, it's play design that causes that, not the receivers. No, I I agree with that. Uh, you mentioned something, Lazard. The middle of the field was open all day for the Packers. I mean, they were getting – I mean, Mercedes Lewis it had a huge is. play yeah. uh, for first down. And like When you're talking about Mercedes Lewis, I didn't even know that guy was still in the league, let alone making plays to beat you. Um, but I, I do want to address something. If if there was someone – because it was fourth and 26. Like if, if someone had been wasted doing a slant route over the field and it would have been short, then we would have been blowing that up and ripping apart that decision too. I, I do think there was no way that we would be happy with how that – played out unless it got a first down sure. somehow so I, I think regardless we would have found something to be upset about I was honestly for a second when Justin Fields spun away and before his knee touched I real I really thought he was about to break away take like a, mm -hmm. a Russell Wilson step back as the defenders are starting to get up from trying to sack him and heave something down the field and make something out of nothing it really felt like it, that was something that was about to happen obviously didn't but yeah, I mean, just it was crushing. It was because the thing is, you started to play worse as the game went on. Like as as it was getting evident that you right. might have a chance that you were just playing worse. You because you opened with a touchdown drive. 
You opened. Uh-huh. You, you had the ball. That drive looked real good. And you and you looked great. You had a couple really nice throws from Justin Fields. He started like four for four for 30-something yards. Looked great. Khalil Herbert was getting whatever he wanted. It was awesome. And then all just fell apart. I mean, even when you needed a field goal, there was no plan. You were throw. Of course, in a time when you could have been running the ball, you're throwing the ball. How does that make sense? I mean, there were a couple times. This, this team for the last three weeks has been run, 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 run. And in this moment, for some reason, I don't know if you felt like you had something to prove to Aaron Rodgers. You felt like you had to, like you mentioned last week, do that changing the guard and throw the ball and show that you had a quarterback. <laughs> when you only needed a couple yards for, and you have someone in Cleo Herbert who's running well, I still think the offensive line played decently still. And yeah. you got nothing. And even Justin Fields had his most effective day as a runner. He had 43 yards on six carries. Like, and he didn't do it. And that's something that's worked for you all year, no matter who's at running back, whether it be Dave Montgomery or uh, Damian Williams or Cleo Herbert. The run's been there for you all year, and you didn't use it when you only needed a couple yards. Even a couple times on like third and short, and you were throwing yeah. the ball. Why are we changing what we're doing on offense? I said this last week. That's your identity. Run the ball and pass. And this, Kevin, I said this last week. It's exactly what I was afraid of. You were going to feel like you had something to prove. Mm-hmm. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's rivalry week. All right, we're going to show that we have a quarterback. Stupid. So stupid. Run the ball. I said this last week. That was your identity. And people in the comments were saying, oh, we got to throw it. And we got to, you know, we got to score on them. And look what happened. Look what happened when you tried to get too pass happy. You stick with what works. I said that so much last week. Stick with what works, and you didn't, and that, and it, and you paid for it. And I don't know if it's because you were worried about fumbles with a, with two rookies or what the deal was, yeah, but yeah. my God, you had something that's been working all year, no matter who's at the running back. Even when the offensive line was playing like crap, you still had a decent running game all year, and you didn't use it. And what are we doing here? I do think I, I've been saying all year that I I think as long as Matt Nagy gets them in the playoffs or even as five around 500 that they'll bring him back. I think if you get swept by the Packers and you don't make the playoffs, I think there's a serious chance he gets fired. I think he, it, I, because at this point, because there was so no comment. He, he's, he only has one. Yeah, we have been, he's only had one win against the Packers and what we're on year four now, three, four, what I, I've lost count. With, where the hell are we? But regardless, you, you've got one win against the Packers. It's supposed to be your Super Bowl because God knows you can't make actual Super Bowls. So these games against the Packers are supposed to be your big games. And, you know, the, the ones that even if you don't make the playoffs, you walk away and say, all right, well, we beat the Packers, can feel good about that. You've done that once. You've done that once in the Matt Nagy era. And if you get swept by them again this year and you still don't make the playoffs, I think you would have to lose maybe to the Vikings once too, maybe split with them. But re- regardless, I mean, something's got to change. I the, part of me thought he was gonna get fired on Monday because somebody again, actually just like, brought up the uh, a good point that I did want to I did want to get back to the timeout that wasn't called that was that? insane that I mean, was I don't I don't crazy understand. that was I just crazy. don't get it I've never seen that before and, and, I've and never seen that, it and that might be why you started to play worse as the game went on because that, that was demoralizing stuff yeah I would like out. to see that replay though because it looked like. Fields was trying to get the timeout after the zeros. They never showed where the clock was. They just showed him doing the timeouts. I think if you look back, he was at zero, and the refs like you called it too late. Maybe I, I and when I, uh, even in real time, I, I I thought that he got in time, but still, I mean, yeah, that might have been something that just we didn't see. But even that, I mean, because you clearly you saw the look of disgust on Justin Fields' face, like that he couldn't, that it didn't get called, or they didn't get it in time. Demoralizing. The non-call penalty. Demoralizing. It's wild uh so anyway that i i did forget about that so shout out to jeffrey glover uh, in the comments for bringing that back up because i had forgotten about that but yeah i mean end of the day uh back to this matt Nagy thing i do think and, and we'll probably switch once i mean because you're at 500 so like i don't know this team is just so frustrating it is so hard to be a fan of this team man it is so freaking hard but like that and that's why I, like it goes back to the whole you know, everything was supposed to change. This was supposed to be it and the litmus test. And it, and that's that's the way the organization should have seen it too. I mean, really, that's the way they should have seen it. And that's why I thought there was a, a legitimate shot that got fired on. Really, you know, we see these firings happen all the time. But internally, if, you know, if, if you can't beat, you know, and this is what the organization has said in the past is, 
you know, we bring in head coaches to to beat the Green Bay Packers. And that's what they've said. Is it not verbatim? But, you know, they, they say, you know, it's our goal to beat the Green Bay Packers. That's what that's what we want out of our, our head coach is to help us beat the Green Bay Packers. And he, he's done that once. And he hasn't done it since 2018. And in a lot of ways, it's been in demolishing fashion. So that's why I thought, you know, honestly, there is a chance he gets canned on Monday. Didn't happen because uh, they're not going to do it in the season. But it 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 will likely have it will happen in a year. I'm not I'm not no, even it, gonna, it won't uh, happen in season is what I mean. Yes, yes. But I'm I'm not gonna go back and forth anymore on this. He will get fired, he's gone. It's just the fact that we have to endure it for the rest of the year. Now, the other thing too about the offense that I wanted to bring up that made no sense is you were talking about the running game and stuff. And and I agree with you, like the running game is good, but too many people, you know, see it like this. Okay, you have a good running game, and no, oh, that opens the deep balls. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna run it or we're gonna throw a deep ball. And it seems to me that this offense has become you know, two dimensional in a way where you're either doing that and you're throwing short routes and you're either, you know, trying the 40 yarder or the 50 yarder and there's nothing intermediate. I mean, Justin Fields is one of, if not, he was the most accurate quarterback in college football in like the last 10 years and throws 10 to 20 yards. How, How many times do you see 10 to 20 yard throws up the seam? 10 to 20 yard intermediate throws. It's it's like a boomer bust offense, it feels like. And, yeah. and, and that's what they're trying. Like you watch the I watched Cowboys Patriots, okay? I watched Mac Jones. And, and Pats fans have their gripes with Josh McDaniels at this point. Trust me, I've got some friends who are Pats fans who who you know want some of Josh McDaniels' emails to get leaked. But I, I I'm watching <laughs> that game. And, and I'm seeing intermediate throws for Mac Jones with guy Jacoby Myers wide open in the middle of the field, you know, 15 to 20 yards, bread and butter. You know, why am I why am I not seeing those intermediate throws available for Justin Fields? And that that's it's it's in and that's where it just doesn't make sense. He he's he's exceptional at throwing to that area and there's nothing to that area. So right. I I mean you know what I'm talking about, though? Doesn't it feel a little boom and bust to you? I mean, they're they're no, I agree. Bears are, and, and, and even when they do boom, it's not it's not. I mean, the Bears are last in the league with receptions of 20 plus yards with nine. And last in the league with receptions of 40 plus yards with one. Yeah. And last in the league with receptions for a first down. Like it's it's they're last in the league in a whole lot of things. And it just doesn't make sense why you wouldn't, you know, tailor to the strengths of Justin Fields, just as they don't tailor to the strengths of any quarterbacks in their past either. Right. And, and you know, get guys open in the middle of the field where he works best. Which ironically is where the Darnell Mooney touchdown came from, right in the middle with no one around him. Yeah, in the end zone, like we've seen it and we know it can happen. And to your point, like let Justin Fields use his talents, the throw to Allen Robinson on the touchdown drive, you know, where, I mean, it took a little bit of a toe tap to get it, but you've seen what Justin Fields can do. He can put these guys into positions of success, putting these balls where only the, you know, your receivers can get them. And then you do it once in a game and it feels like, all right, we hit our quota. All right, we did it. Cool. Great. We're done here. Like, what right. are we, an Amazon factory? We have a quota to hit <laughs> on, on, like, receptions on balls down the field? I mean, this is insane. Yeah. I, I, I Jeffrey Glover in the comments, uh, of all the screen passes we see so much from this damn offense, mm-hmm. never to the running back. Yeah, never. that's so and valid. ironically, those are really, the, across the league, those are the only that's kinds what, of screens yeah. you really see work. So what are we doing here? It oh, these The screen passes ever since last year have just irritated the hell out of me. Because it's always the same. It's three guys bunched up to block. There's no blocks bubble because screen. it's so obvious what you're going to do with bubble screen. And then you get three yards. And actually, there was one yesterday that went for like eight. And it felt like we should be celebrating having a party for an eight-yard screen that actually worked kind of. Like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's stale to your point. I mean, you're doing either short passes or runs or you're taking a huge shot down the field. And then your receivers are quitting. And your receivers <laughs> are quitting on the route. So what's the point? God. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. We've been saying that for years. Can we make I, that a shirt. Make it make sense. Honestly, yes. You know, make it make sense with a photo of Mad Nagy or something. That's a good with the one. The clown hair. Uh, yeah, with the clown hair. There you go. That's it. Put it in the works. Put it in the works. I oh, the, the halfback slip screen. If anyone has ever played Madden in their life. The halfback slip screen is one of the most, you know, useful plays that you can run. Okay. It it it, 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 it works. All right. It works. And it I works. don't think they've run one halfback slip screen. 
all year. It's, ever. it's bubble screen. It's not even not screen. even this year. It's, ever. It's, I ever. It, it's never happened. I mean, I watched you know the the Colts and the whoever was playing last Monday night and like the third, Colts and the Ravens like third play of the game. Colts run a a slip screen. Jonathan Taylor goes seventy six yards for a touchdown, and I'm like, oh. Cool. I mean, I had Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy team, so and I was like, "Let's go." You literally have, but... and you don't have him right now, but you literally have David Montgomery, who's known for breaking tackles. I know he's not the fastest guy in the world; he's been faster this year, but he literally does not go down on first contact. Seems like right. a guy you want to use on a screen pass. God, make it make sense. I'm getting angry again. Goodness gracious! As you should. And and okay, so let's. I, I want to do take a little bit of time to talk specifically about Justin Fields, okay? Because there, there's people, you know, the, the casuals of the world. Uh, mo- most notably, uh, Facebook Bears. Facebook apparently they're real bad. Apparently they're on the cut Justin Fields train already. Um, Who? The, what? Uh, there, there are take. Seriously? You know, see the yes, the delusional Facebook people. You, there's always That's the delusional. In, in every facet of life, there's do, delusional Facebook people. Um, so let me like like before we break down his, his you know abilities. I all the people that are worried about Justin Fields, a lot of them who who are worried want to compare him to the development of Mac Jones. And, and well, I'll tell you the the fundamental difference between those two situations right now, and has nothing to do with the town quarterback. Justin Fields on Sunday started his second ever game, knowing that he was chosen as the as QB one. Okay, as selected by the coaches, knowing that he was the guy, started his second ever game under that. Okay, Mac Jones yesterday started his sixth game knowing he was the surefire QB one as selected by his coaches. Additionally, had a majority of training camp, if not more than that, you know, had the coaches been telling him all along that they were going to cut Cam Newton, and keep him as the quarterback one. He's had months, including training camp and six games. Justin's had two weeks, although Nagy eventually came to the right decision. Okay, a little bit of kudos for finally coming to your senses about making him the starter. Do not undermine the damage that the postponement of that decision has had on his overall development and the expedition of his development. And when you and you have to take that in consideration when you make those comparisons between him and the Mac and Mac Jones right now, because it's 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 completely different. This is the second week he's known he's QB one with full faith behind him in the organization, with full reps with the starters. You're, the curve is that's why the curve is delayed. That's why there's a, a greater learning curve because he hasn't had the same amount of time. There's there's other things as well, but I think that's the first thing that I have to address when you know there's there's the the, the absurd people in the world who are legitimately concerned about Justin Fields as the franchise quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Think about that before you think about everything else. It, well, and I said this. Uh, a couple weeks ago it was either last week or the week before but everyone wants justin fields to be justin herbert it's not gonna happen it's just not um and then everyone it's wants not gonna to... happen but not because of justin fields because right, of the situation right. that he's in but Make also that clear and justin herbert i mean he's just he was it was insane he set records literally um so you just you can't compare the two things and obviously i know the chargers coaching situation wasn't great last year but I mean, the Bears has been unbelievable. I mean, either worse that level or on that level, worse, and it, it, it's just worse. been bad. So you, you can't have that. I mean, the thing that I think you have to look at, like rookie quarterbacks, aren't always great out of the gate. That's why they're rookies. Sometimes it takes a little bit. Look at Josh Allen. A couple of years ago, people in Buffalo wanted Josh Allen cut. Now I think if you brought that up, they'd scream in your, they'd let scream laugh in your face. Yeah, you know, they would. I mean, they Josh Allen. There was a, a legitimate concern about you know, his interception rate and taking care of the football. And if he was actually a, a true passer, um, you know, if he could ever get the arm tail under control and now look where we're at, he's leading probably the best team in football. And he was really, really good last year. So sometimes it takes some time. Obviously the coaching is going to have an effect on that. I do not believe that Justin Fields has the best coach to help him re- reach his potential. I think we all believe that. I don't think that's a hot take, but it's not going to happen right away. He's not going to be, you know, all pro right away. Do we think he can be that eventually? Yes. Jeffrey again in the comments, killing it today, Jeffrey. Love you. Peyton Manning, awful his rookie year. Didn't he lead the league in interceptions his rookie year? Like, yeah, and now he's a Hall of Famer. And, and now we're wondering where he is on Monday night because we miss him on the broadcast. Like, now people love, like, no progress in the NFL is not linear. There's not a cookie cutter way to do it. It, it takes time. It's, a good point. it's just the way it's more frustrating because these are winning game. These are winnable games yesterday specifically. And you feel like your coach isn't helping you out. He's not, but 
you know, that that's what makes it more frustrating. But yeah, I mean, if you're com if you're commenting cut Justin Fields, need you to need you to move to an open field and never come back because we don't need you. It, that's an insane <laughs> oh take. Even for Facebook, that's an insane take. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just you're going to have to be patient with Justin Fields and you're going to have to wait until you have someone who can help, you know, utilize his abilities and help him reach his potential. Probably not going to get it till next year. So you do what you can for now. There is something though, after a time we have to stop saying, Oh, well, this is Justin Fields. So-and-so start. This is just, it's, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a couple months now after a time we have to stop using that excuse. For for a time, it was true. Now, I mean, he's on his, what, fourth start now, going into his fifth. I know that the situations haven't been great, and I know you're right. This is his second start as the unquestioned guy, but we can't keep using that forever. I think if you want to defend Justin Fields, use what I just said, you know, about the linearity and the, the lack thereof. Uh, I don't even know if linearity is a word, but you get what I'm saying. It sounded the lack really thereof, good, though. Uh, of his progress. So – Use that. Like we we can't keep hiding behind this. Oh well, it's only a second real start. We can't use that because then you feel like you're grasping at straws and people are going to poke holes in that argument. Use something stronger. And I think there are stronger arguments. I do think Justin Fields is not in the best position right now. Of course not. Nobody is. I think if you put Tom Brady in that situation, wouldn't be a great situation. No matter who you put in a Bears uniform right now, they're not going to have a great time. Will it be better if it was Josh Allen or or you know? Tom Brady or Herbert or whoever. Yeah, probably would be a little better. You're dealing with a rookie quarterback. There's going to be bumps and bruises. We said that before the season even started. There were going to be bumps and bruises. You would just have to live with them. Now, if Justin Fields had made that fourth and 26 throw, we'd be celebrating probably. And we'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, you had the interception, but you also got that awesome throw. You're still seeing the highs in these games, though. It hasn't been low, 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 low. You've gotten the mix like we expected. So you just kind of got to live with it. It's just frustrating because you're not getting the support from the coaching staff, from the game calling, from the game planning. And that's what makes those lows. And that's what makes it feels like the peaks and valleys. That's what makes the valleys hurt more because you're not getting as many peaks. You're getting one or two a game. You feel like with Justin Fields talent, you should be getting way more, but you're not. And it sucks. But, you know, hopefully fingers crossed you, you survive this gauntlet that you're about to go through on the schedule and then you get a couple more highs and then you can maybe hopefully play, you know, the Vikings and the lions and you get those highs a little bit more, but maybe <laughs> you probably don't. So yeah, I, I mean, it's tough. You're in a tough spot. I mean, you're still 500. You're still second in the division, but whew, I mean, you, I mean, this schedule isn't doing you favors. And I mean, we'll talk about it more on Wednesday in the preview episode, but I mean, you're about to go through the bucks, the Niners, the Steelers, the Ravens. And and then, yeah, sure, you get a break with the Lions, but then you have the Cardinals and the Packers again. So, I mean, over this, you're you're at 500 right now. For these next seven games, we'll include the Lions game in there just for funsies. I mean, after these seven games, I mean, what you got to hope you're still – I'll be happy if you're one game under 500 after this gauntlet. and that's probably what they will be. If you go (laughs) three and four after this, I'm happy. that would be – that would be – that would, as long as you don't, you know, derail and go off and, you know, I don't, at some point the Cardinals are going to lose some games and that game is going to look a little bit win- more winnable than it is now. Um, I mean, I think the winnable games are the Niners, Steelers and Lions. Yes, obviously yeah, that is that's the case. It. Um, I, and real, just going back to Justin Fields real quick, when you talk about the peaks and the valleys and the lows and the highs, it's not from a pure like quantitative standpoint, meaning, you know, oh, he had four lows today and four highs. Right, I think right. it's the way you have to evaluate it, meaning the highs are really, really good. And the yeah. lows aren't really anything that concern me. Like when I, when I, when, they're when fixable you things. The, uh, they're fixed. Exactly. When you looked at the lows for Mitch Trubisky, like there was a fundamental issue in his capability to read defenses right. and, and his accuracy at times. And, and those things were, and like th- those things were really evident. When I look at Justin Fields' lows, I say, okay, you know, you know, he probably shouldn't have rolled out. You know, he, he's sometimes mm-hmm. rolling out too quickly. He's not staying in the pocket long enough sometimes. Uh, you, you know, those are things that you can easily fix. He's making, you know, some interesting decisions here and there. You know, those are mm-hmm. all things that you can go back and and look at on on tape and say, okay, you know, well, we'll fix that by next week. It's not, it's nothing fundamental where you are concerned about his ability to play that position, you know, going forward. So 
that's that's to me how I want to evaluate that. So everyone who says you know the the lows and the highs, yeah, well the high than average and the lows are a heck of a lot higher than the average. You know what I mean? Right. Now let's go back to that record in that gauntlet that you just referenced. We have mm-hmm. not I don't N A Stradamus. Uh, doesn't everyone want the season to tank to get Nagy out? I just don't see him developing talent. Every year we get this take. Every single year you get the, should we tank to ensure Nagy gets out? I said it last year. And yeah, in hindsight, you know, maybe, right? In hindsight, it's always 2020. And if you replay that situation last year, I'm sure, you know, if you asked him, hey, you can either make the playoffs and lose to the Saints, or you could tank, get a higher draft pick, and lose Nagy. 99% of people would take the latter. But I I still still would, would advise against that because, especially now with a rookie quarterback that that differs that differs when you talk about a quarterback's confidence when you talk about you know what he's building with the organization a tank doesn't achieve much in my opinion at this sure. point regardless of what happens Matt Nagy is out as head coach I'm all in on that Ooh, I, don't know I, was, about that. I, I I said that no I, I I was wrong I or I said the opposite of that after the Raiders game I said you know what if they win out now <laughs> Or if that if they went out. if they win enough games to make the playoffs and they right. look good enough, he'll stay. After that loss to the Packers, everything else included, I'm officially at this point going forward saying he is officially out regardless of what happened. And Jeffrey says we need to fire Nagy now. Why wait? Because they won't fire coach in they season. Won't. But it will happen at the end of the year. I'll put a bet on it. There's got to be odds at, at some sports book for it. And I'll lock in $100 on it. I will because he's gone. So don't worry about He's got to be the favorite to be the first shit. coach fired. He was favored after week two. Yeah. He was favored after week two. But Urban Meyer probably you know shot up that list <laughs> after you know his his activities. But yeah, <laughs> look. I, yeah, you know, you know, shit, you're not confident Nagy's a long-term solution. Like, obviously, yeah, nobody and that's is. not a knock at Nostradamus. It's just like, yeah, exactly. No, nobody is. Um, But again, like, you, you do talk about the things that encourage going forward. Like, one of those things, you know, could be wins and just it, tanking doesn't do anything for you. I don't want to hear that take because I know, like, Nostradamus, not Nostradamus, Nostradamus, whatever his name is on, on the YouTube chat. Um, I, I do need to know more about that name. That, that's I do need to choice. know more about that, too. It is an interesting choice. Um, that take will come up the more they lose games. Yeah. That take will for sure be, you know, a, a topic of conversation among the Bears fan community. Do not do, just disregard it. Try to win football games. He's gone regardless. That's my take. Yeah, I, I I'll stick Make with sure this. I I think I think even if you, I was gonna just completely derail my thought. I, I think if you still like I said earlier on the show, like I think that if you like you can go nine and eight. I think and it, but if you get swapped by the Packers again, I do think there's a real chance he gets fired. Because of this, I've said it on the show before. I do think because of this ownership and that the way they act, they might. Now, there's always a chance that they won't fire. Always, because that's just how they are, and it's so frustrating. But yeah, I mean, we we need to get rid of the the, the take that because yes, he does need to be fired during the season. They won't do it though. They never have. They never will. That's not how they operate. Um, you know, George McCaskey's in his office, probably pre-writing the apology letters to Bears fans when he starts getting hate mail like he did last offseason. Um, but, you know, that, that's just not how they operate. I think there's a chance that if he has a winning record but gets swept by the Packers, he gets fired. Now, if you split with the Packers somehow, if you win the next game against them and you have a winning record, I think that, that he gets brought back. It was just, you know, it, I, I don't know. This ownership just kills me. But I mean, good point, Jeffrey. You're like five for five today, man. Lovey Smith was fired after a ten and six season because they were just sick of you know the lack of ability to get to the playoffs, the lack of success against the Packers. So, you know, I, I guess I think I think if you go he's nine and eight Jake. and you miss the playoffs and you get swept by the Packers, he's gone. I, I would agree with that. But yeah, the, yeah, Phillips is the worst i've said that on this show forever uh he sucks but stooge is the word that you use for him big fat stooge clown um the worst but anyway yeah i mean it's frustrating it's really frustrating and you don't i mean against the bucks what are we gonna consider let's just say i mean 
you know, let's say you don't win. What's going to be considered a successful game against the Bucks? You're not going to win. So what do you consider a successful yeah, so, game against the Bucks? Well, well, the question I have for you is like you said last week on the prediction show, um, you know, that the Bears were going to lose and you, you were correct on that. You said they were going to lose 28-21, but you said we were going to walk away feeling encouraged. For you, what would that have been? And did we meet that? And then I'll no, use your answer no, to that no, no, too. No, no. Did, did yeah, so so that. what would did have met mean. that though? Because 21 points still isn't anything exceptional. Right. I think well, if if you would just had like, I, I mean, because the reason I'm discouraged walking away from this game is because the game calling was just complete shit. Like it just completely fell apart. All the progress that you made against the Lions and the, and the Raiders. Because I mean, I sat here in this chair in my silly little room in this silly little city is that just kidding? It's not a silly little city. It's a great city, finisher city. But regardless, like I, I sat here and I said, okay, well, you're making, you're seeing, you have to look for it, but you're seeing the strides and you're seeing more involvement from more guys and you're taking the baby steps and it's part of the progress that you want. But that all went out out the door. That all went straight to hell. I said, yeah, okay. Allen Robinson was your leading receiver. Finally, still wasn't a great statistical day for him. Okay, yeah. You know, you still, yeah, Cole Komet was more involved, but not a great day for him. Like, Justin Fields was more active on the ground, I guess, but I, I don't Nothing. know. Nothing. Yeah. I, I Khalil mean, Herbert's it, the only thing that you walked away legitimately encouraged about in that game. Sure. Like, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I, I think the offensive line still played decently. I mean, they, they've sure. bounced back after that Cleveland game. We thought we were in for a long year with the offensive line. They've played way better, but Man, like it's just okay. So to answer the question, I guess my own question of what to walk away. Yeah, I mean comments. Yeah, I guess if you lose by a single possession, I mean I guess against if you, Tampa Bay. I, I guess if you, you know what, you know if I go against Tampa Bay, if the play calling goes back to if it improves and it's very clear that it's mostly laser and Nagy does not have a hand in this game plan, then I'll be encouraged and I'll say okay, maybe you can beat the Niners in two weeks. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's. You make a great point. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's just, it's to the Justin Fields show. Just continue to make these throws that impress us and show us what can possibly be in the future. Uh, and by the future, I mean 2022 and, and forward. Because, I mean, I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel right now, especially considering this gauntlet that you're about to go to. I don't have a problem with Mustafer. I think he's fine. Yeah, I, I think I think considering either. what he is, an undrafted be free agent, yeah. like – you're really happy with that. I think considering <laughs> what Mustafa is, he's an undrafted guy. He's, he's, I think he's played uh, fine. I, I like, you have to consider this offensive line. Like, the thing is, the guys you paid, Daniels and Whitehair, have still been exceptional. So I'll take that. I, right. I guess you're dealing with a backup right tackle. You're dealing with a, a guy who's basically probably on AARP and Justin, Jason <laughs> Peters on the left tackle. Like, I, like I'll take it. It's, Again, it's like it's it's so stupid. It's like it's the scope of the it's like it's like Bears goggles. Like you have to put on Bears goggles when you're evaluating talent on the Chicago right. Bears. Like all things considered, I guess, like consider he's an undrafted free agent from last year. All right, cool. All right, consider that you're on a backup right tackle. All right, yeah, I guess. Consider that you have a geriatric at left tackle. All right, cool, I guess. Like it's yeah, you grade the old line on a curve, basically. You 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 grade everyone on a curve, considering the coaching staff, yes. considering who you have. You like, that's what oh you have God. to do. You we we grade Justin Fields on a curve of being a rookie and having a head coach who's an idiot. Like you have to grade everyone on a curve. That, that's all you percent. can do. You because that's the position we've been put in. You're grading everyone on a curve because that's unfortunately the situation. Because you do you you know you don't have a Staley, you don't have a McDermott. You don't have an Arians, a Belichick, a Harbaugh. Like you have an idiot. Like that's that's what you have, and so it's oh god. But that's the thing. Settling for a seventh round pick with Lino, like Nate, we got Lino and we let him go for it. We're mad that Lino is gone. Like it's not an argument because we were right. right. <laughs> it was exactly. the correct stance, and the Bears were on the other side. I'm sorry. I know Man. I'm yelling at you, but like, we're right. Go crazy. Go it's, crazy. It's Mustafa sucks. And we have better personnel. Who? Alex bars. Undrafted yeah. Who the guy. heck? Is, who what other? What who other do you want there? Do we have. That's all we have. Penny Sewell I, is not walking through that door. No. 
Like, Teddy like, Sewell's also had not that, been very good. It's it's funny. It's very funny that it's and it's not funny. It's sad. It's week six. You're three and three, and this is where we're at already. We're already in. We're we're already mad at a guy who's an undrafted free agent at center. Right. We're already play, playing the blame game. It's week six. You're five hundred. Exactly. We're already here. Exactly. Seriously, guys. We're already. <laughs> yeah, here. I mean. It, it was oh, we were here before the year sense. started, Jake. We were here before the year started. Let's be honest. I mean, we this we were here since last January. We I were here. We've been like, here for years. It's like I, okay, and I know I get it. People get bored of attacking Nagy over and over again. Fine, that's great. But like Sam Mustafers, who we're gonna be mad at. <laughs> like I mean, it's been it's become most the first the problem we yeah, figured it out it's, it's we debunked the bears I, I get it james daniels and cody white here can play center but we've established that their best positions are guard yeah so it, even it, if you move them anything there it, 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 you're getting worse if anything because then you're the just creating another line has been fine then you're yeah I, and i think they've played well like i, I think they haven't been good enough but they've been fine sure like it's it, but like if you move okay if you move white hair to center and you put bars in at guard, you're you're creating the same problem. Like you're right. not solving it's anything not, that yeah, way. You're not doing anything. Who, you're, what you're, do you hope to accomplish? You're making a lateral move. I, exactly, and, like, it's a this, lateral move. That's the perfect way of putting it. It's just so frustrating. Like this, this, this goes. You know, when you uh, go back to the the curve thing, because I, I love how that was brought up. It, is everything's graded on a curve, and, and this is true for every position. And like <laughs> I, 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 I goes, no, you need a strong center. That was, no, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> Donald McKendry in the chat. You know, I, I'm choosing to read it that way. No, you need a strong center. No, you need it. Yeah. That's how I'm it. choosing to read it, even if that's not how it wasn't meant. Anyway. I mean, like, I just look at positions across the roster. And again, sound like a fucking broken record here, but it's true. Like, and someone brought this up, but I didn't even think about it. I've talked about this before, though. Demir Bird last year had 600 yards, which isn't a whole lot, but that was a New England offense that had no sense of identity last year. It was allergic to throwing the football with Cam Newton, and he's on pace. Guess how many yards he's on pace for this year, Jake? Guess how many yards he's on pace for to have at the end at the end of the year? Take a random guess, and if you get it, I'll buy you a few beers or something at the bar. Take a guess. 51, Jake. 50. One, 51 yards. That's what he's going to get. Uh, as of today, October 18th, he's on pace to get 51 yards. Okay. I, I, come on. What what the hell are we doing here, man? I mean, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, I this is probably the most we've cursed on this show as well, and rightfully so. I don't know. Like, last I, year, the last the last season's uh, Packers loss that we went on for like two hours, basically. That, that was bad. That one was pretty bad, that too. That was bad. That was the longest episode we've ever had. I, thing, I, have no I hate filter. that the Packers do this to us time and time again. It's always the Packers that get us the it's most always, upset. As it oh. should be. I mean, I it's it's it, that's the team that is, it's the team that makes you so aggravated, man. I, right. I had a terrible day yesterday, dude. Like, <laughs> what what kind? Of, I, no, I'm serious. Like, it just ruins your day. Like, I could have done. I could have like had done something really fun like i don't know like go hang out with friends or something yeah i still would have felt terrible like i i i felt horrible like i'm sitting in bed just thinking about like aaron Rodgers yelling at a crowd saying we own you i mean no seriously like our guy chris nano who used to be on the show said he legitimately had nightmares about aaron Rodgers for years i was literally i was literally thinking about that yesterday i was literally shout out chris i was literally thinking about that quote yesterday Shout out, Chris. Shout a hundred percent. Um, it's man, it's it's not gonna change. It's it's not until right. until you change this staff, until you get things fixed, you're gonna feel this way. You're gonna have the nightmares, and and they're gonna come back. And next week, you might have uh nightmares of Tom Brady. Like it, it it's and the week after, you might have nightmares of whoever they play the week after the Niners. The Niners yeah. You won't Lance. have any nightmares from them. Lance, you'll, you'll have nightmares Fields. of Kyle Shanahan. Just actually yeah, making your exactly. coach look worse. Exactly. And that's what's so, imagine having nightmares about a coach over, you know, <laughs> the, your, it's just so comical, man. I, 
I'm going to go back to my notes. We have like two minutes. I, I want to see if there's anything else I, I, I wanted to say. I, I wrote down so many freaking notes, and I don't know if I've gotten to it Watch. all. You know what's um, going to happen? The stupid team, the stupid-ass team, they're going to beat Tampa again. And we're going to come on this silly yeah, little gonna, show, yeah, and we're going to exactly. say, all right, you're four and three. You we're just back. showed you could beat a championship contender. We're back. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely going to happen because that's what this team does. It's, and then it's, it's oh going to happen. God. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Watch, I mean, rip this, off, this, you're going to rip off three do. straight against the Bucks and then the Niners sure, because the Niners are average. And then the Steelers yeah. because the Steelers also, like, they're very beatable on Monday Night Football. Oh, you're going to have a three-game win streak on Monday Night Football. Uh, and we're going to come on here, and then we're just going to uh, get our hearts broken again. <laughs> no, here's what's going to happen. They're going to lose against Tampa, but then they're going to win the next two, and then they're going to be five and four, and you'll be like, okay, but like we're five and four, and like this is where we were at last year, and like we might have a shot, and then we're going to go to, to Baltimore and get the you know our break speed off of us by Lamar Jackson running for a thousand yards, and uh, like I, I really wasn't a believer in the Ravens until I saw what they did to the Chargers yesterday. I mean, I don't know what the hell yeah. happened there. That was incredible, but yeah, they're going to. What's going to you, Jake? You're right. At some point throughout the rest of the year, I know we got to get off this stupid show. They're gonna, they're gonna bring us back. They're going to. Oh yeah, like they're gonna pull. It, us it back. happens every fucking they're year. We, we went in a six-game losing streak last year, Jake, and they reeled us back in. And partially, you know, to the credit of the NFL for adding a seventh playoff team, like you're gonna be in the mix. Like if the season ended today, I think they'd right. still be in the playoffs, if not, you know, just at the edge of it because they're tied with Minnesota now and Carolina. They they have the same record as teams that are at the six and seven seed. You're going to be in it, whether you're below 500 or at 500 around week nine or 10. You're going to be in it because of the new playoff format. So you're naturally going to get reeled back in and you're going to get your heart broken again. One more thing. This is what I had in my notes. The trade deadline is is slowly approaching. Slowly. Okay. It's, it's I think, two weeks away now, two and a half. I double check for me real quick. Allen Robinson is not going to be here after the trade deadline. And I'd put a million dollars that Al Robinson will be on the Baltimore Ravens after the, after the Ooh, trade deadline. I, 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 this is the Ravens team that is five and one now. They're, they're like, okay, you know what? This is the year we're supposed to make the, the Super Bowl uh, push. We've beaten Super Bowl contending teams. We can do it. We Rashad Bateman's on IR. Marquise Brown uh, is playing well. We need another guy. Trade Allen Robinson. Give us some draft capital back. And, you know, that's nothing against Allen Robinson. I just think that's really, really likely to happen, especially given the that's contract negotiations. Uh, I, that's the last thing I had in my notes that I want to make sure I said, because especially after this week and there's people who have their thoughts about Allen Robinson, it obviously Baltimore has been a spot that people have talked about for him in years past. It just hasn't happened. This is the perfect timing for it to happen. The bears can get a little bit of draft capital out of it. Maybe even get, maybe even get Rashad Bateman back for it i mean i I don't know like you know I, that would probably be a lofty ask but they, they would get i don't know if they'd get a first rounder at this rate but they'd get high draft capital for it you need it you always need it uh and it, if you look at the time when the trade deadline comes around and you're three and five or you're even you know nothing encouraging whether you are encouraging or not i i would not be surprised I, i'll make my little i'll make it a take that they trade Allen robinson to the ravens <laughs> That's fair, and and the Ravens have nine picks in the top four rounds in twenty twenty two. So, ooh, there's lovely! Something, wow, there's something to uh, wow, that's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. I like yeah, that. That that's not bad. Give us, um, give us some of those. I, nine that's picks a take. I, I like that. Watch, we're we're gonna get to week thirteen. You know, the last four games: Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings. We're gonna get there, and it's gonna be, and this is gonna be a six and seven team, and they're, and they're gonna, gonna win three out of four or four straight. And they're going to be 10 and seven or nine and eight. And they're going to sneak in. And then here's where we're going to be crazy. Can't wait. Great. Awesome. Oh God. And then, get- like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I watch this be I, an exact replica. You're about to get absolutely to be- pummeled. And this gauntlet that you're about to have, you probably won't go on a six game win streak again or losing, losing streak again, yeah. but you'll probably go, you know, there's a real possibility you go one and five or two and four and, you know, uh, yeah, see what happens, yeah. but then you're going to get to that last four weeks with very winnable schedule, and you're going to finish with a winning record and maybe even make the playoffs. Oh man, twice against the Vikings. The <laughs> <sighs> don't hey yeah. now don't get don't get me wrong real quick before we close out. Like 
I, if that happened, I'd still be happy. I'd like to see my oh, team yeah, in the playoffs. Be, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah, I would be yeah. – I, you, you, I'm not going to fucking lie to you and tell you also that, that when happens, that happens, that means, I'll that be means, losing my marbles on Instagram. And, that you know also what means I mean? that like, Justin Fields will have played – like will have progressed within the season right. a lot. And so if you give your rookie quarterback a playoff experience in his first year, like you are – you're getting you're, – you're out of the curve. Donald McKendry says we call that getting nagged. <laughs> Yeah, I, we're gonna I we're like, all gonna get nagged. That, that's a good um, tagline for that. I gotta right. say, man, right. Right. So chat so today popping, dude. Chat today, right. yeah, poppin'. chat was great today. No, all right, so that's that's the goal, people. The new goal for the season: get to week thirteen with that six and seven. Just get, that's get it. Six Just and get seven. To, get, get to six and seven, and you're in. You're in. That that's. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna make a post. Uh, we're gonna oh, tell the Chicago oh, Bears social oh, team to make a post uh, after they're six and seven to say clinched. Playoff first punch. We're we're in. We're we're in. And then it's, you know the, the the graphic with Justin Fields and, and Mac and a we're in. I, I six and seven fellas. That's that's what gets all right, us folks. there. Yeah. All right, folks. We we just got to make it to week thirteen. All right. I think that's a good note to end this on. This has been Bears Nation podcast. Thank you to everyone who watched and listened and commented. We appreciate you guys. Very, very much. You guys are the best. We love talking with you. We'll be back on Wednesday to break down the Bucks game for better or for worse. But we'll be here. We hope you will be too. And until then, bear it out.